Father. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory for a wonderful day like this that you've given unto us. We worship you, O Lord, even as we gather at your feet to listen to your word and to receive inspiration from the heavens. We thank you for opening our hearts and we thank you for hearing us even as we pray today. In Jesus' mighty name. I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Beloved in Christ Jesus, I want to welcome you once again to Mount Zion Daily Devotional. We pray that this audio devotional will be a blessing unto you, to your family, to your loved ones, and to as many people as you share this devotional with. Today, our topic is I am in Christ. I am in Christ. The theme the Lord has given us for the month of February is raised and seated with Christ. Raised and seated in Christ. We have been considering the new life that we have in Christ Jesus, having believed in Him as our Lord and personal Savior. So our Scripture for today is from Ephesians chapter 2, verses, which also happens to be our theme scripture for the month. It says that, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms. In Christ Jesus. This is the NIV translation. The King James who said that he raised us up together with Christ and seated us together with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So in the nutshell, we have been raised with Christ, seated together with Christ in Christ. <laughs> Amen. So we are considering our life, what it means to, to have a life in Christ. Our life in Christ. Amen. Let me just take us to the, some few background readings. Then we will settle down on the life in Christ. The Bible says that in Ephesians 2, Reading from 12 to 13, says that, Remember that at that, at that time, the time that you were not born again, you were separate from Christ. Separate from Christ. Now we're talking about you being in Christ. But it says at the time that you were not, you and I were not born again. When we had not been raised from the dead, the life of death, from our deadly life, we were separate from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship in Israel. You were foreigners and strangers to the covenant of the promise. You were without hope and without God in this world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once you who once were far away 
have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And how did this happen? Ephesians 1.13 says that. And you were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him. You were marked in who? In him, in Christ Jesus, with a seal. And that seal is the promised Holy Spirit. What a beautiful scripture. So when we were not born again, we were far away, separated from Christ. Not part of the citizenship of Israel. Not part of the citizenship of heaven. We are considered foreigners and strangers to the covenant of God. We are without hope. We are hopeless. Without God in this world. But now that we have believed in Christ, we who are far away have been brought near. And we have even been sealed with a seal, with a mark. There is a mark placed on your forehead in the spirit. It's a seal of ownership. And that's the Holy Spirit that God has brought into our lives. It's an identification that we belong to Christ, that we live in Him, and that we are part of Christ. Hallelujah. So being raised with Christ and seated with Him in the heavens in Christ is as a result of the decision we once made when we received Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior. And God included us in the citizenship of his kingdom and planted us in Christ Jesus. Amen. But what does it mean to be in Christ? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, that therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. The new is here. That is new NIV. So to be in Christ means to experience the new life. Life full of, of the life of Christ. And so our old life, the life we had before we became born again, the old nature is gone. The new is here, meaning this is a complete new life. You can't miss the two. And that is the difficulty we have as believers. And that's how we cannot, also most of the time, experience the fullness or the benefit of what Christ has accomplished for us through Calvary. Because we live both the old and the new. We think in the old way and we think in the new way. But the Bible says the old is gone. The new has come. Amen. The other time I was speaking about the fact that we consider sickness as something normal. But with this, your new life, the old is gone. Sickness is not normal. It's abnormal. Because in this new life that you have, your constitution declares that by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. Meaning, Jesus has suffered and paid the price for every sickness you ever have. Every disease that will ever come to you. So this is the new that has come. This is the new life that we need to embrace and throw away the old life. He said, if anyone is in Christ, 
He is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. So Romans 8, 9 declares that you, however, are not in the realm of the flesh. In the old life, we live by the details and the inclinations of the flesh. How you feel in your body is what you think you are. I have a headache, so I'm sick. I don't have money, so I am poor. That is the old life. That is the life in the realm of the flesh. Romans 8 says that you, however, are not. We are no longer in the realm of the flesh. But we are in the realm of the spirit. Romans 8, 9. This new life is a life of the spirit in the spirit. The Bible says we are in Christ. Christ is a spirit. It's a spiritual life. That must detect to your physical life. So we, we are no longer in the realm of the flesh, but we are in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. And that is the new life. It's not a life after the flesh. It's a life after the spirit. Ephesians 2.10 declares that, for we are God's own handiwork, recreated, did you hear that? Recreated in Christ Jesus. The day you believed, you were recreated in Christ Jesus. <laughs> so you were a creature. You become a new creation because you have been recreated in Christ Jesus. For we are God's own handiwork, recreated in Christ Jesus into bracket born anew. This is Amplified Version. That you may, you may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which He prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which He prearranged and made ready for us to live. And the good life is the new life, the new creation life. It's the life of the Spirit, the life in Christ. That we have been recreated to live. So the old order is gone. The new has come. You don't live according to the flesh. You don't live in the realm of the flesh. But you live in the realm of the spirit. Your life is recreated in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And God raises up with Christ, seated us with Him in the heavenly realms with Christ. The life of the old nature is gone. And the Bible says that that is why we go through the ritual of baptism. When we put you in the water, what it means is that you are dead. And when you are raised from the water, You've been raised with Christ. Romans 6, verse 4. Romans 6 and 4 says that you were therefore buried with him through baptism. Today you are understanding why we baptize. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a sacrament, a physical act that you go through, which has a spiritual implication for your life. So water baptism is, is, is a great thing to do, especially baptism by immersion. I know there's a controversy around that, but... 
throughout the Bible, they were baptized through immersion. And the word baptized, it means baptized, it means to be immersed, to be fully covered. Hallelujah. With water. So there should be no controversy. And the meaning of that is that we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. So the act of baptism also indicates or points us to a new life, a new kind of life in Christ Jesus. Not after the old life, not after the old mentality, not after the old mindset, but a new life. So the day you were baptized, that's what it meant. You died with Christ and you were raised with Christ into a new life. A new life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this new life grants us a new citizenship. Philippians chapter 3, 20 says about our citizenship. Now that we have been recreated in Christ, is in heaven. <clears throat> and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our citizenship is in heaven. So we, we have all the privilege to live the heavenly life on earth. Hallelujah. We have all the privilege in Christ Jesus to live the heavenly life in the earth. And Colossians 2 says, declares that, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him. So our entire life as believers, we live in Christ Jesus. We live in Christ Jesus. And I've explained to you what it means to be in Christ Jesus. It means the old is gone, the new has come. And you live a life not from the realm of the flesh, but from the realm of the spirit. So you need to understand heavenly communications. And when we say that you are a citizen of heaven, that you are a beneficiary of the grace of the telestia, you need to understand that is your new life. Amen. That Christ died and preaches for you Power, wealth, wisdom, glory, honor, strength, blessing. You need to appreciate it. That is your new life. The life that we have in Christ Jesus. And the old is certainly gone. And the new has come. Hallelujah. And look at Colossians chapter 3. From verse 3 and 4. It says, For as far as this world is concerned, I'm reading from the Amplified Version. You have died, and your new real life, did you hear that? Your new and real life is hidden with Christ in God. <laughs> uh, I hope somebody will get this. As far as this world is concerned, we have died. Mm -hmm. And your new real life, when you were raised, is hid with Christ and in God. It's when Christ, who is our life, appears, 
then you appear with him. That's eschatology, talking about the second coming of Christ. But the most important part of that phrase, of that sentence, that Christ is your life. So when Christ, who is your life? So the life we live in Christ, when you flip the coin, the other meaning is that we have the life of Christ in us. Christ is our life. We died. The old man died. The new man that has come to us, into us is called Christ. Christ is our life. We have the life of Christ in you. Paul said that the life that I live, <laughs> I live by faith in the Son of God who died for me. He lived with the life of Christ. Christ lives through him. He has the life of Christ. Christ was his life. That's what I told you the other time. A parting bit. This guy, Paul, but he could not die. He lived in Christ, and Christ so lived in him. Christ had become his life so much so that the blood that runs through him, when a poison gets into it, cannot corrupt the blood. This is the new life. Not according to the flesh, as we read, but according to the spirit. So we have died, and your rare new life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life? Christ is my life. And that should be your confession every day. Christ is my life. Christ is my life. Christ is my life. Listen to the final two scriptures. It may amaze you. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 30 declares that. For we are members of his body. He's talking about Christ. We are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. <laughs> Your bones and the bones of Christ, your flesh and the flesh of Christ, your body and the body of Christ. There are no differences. We are so joined with Him. By the power of the principle of resurrection, we have been raised with Him, seated together with Him in the heavenly realm. We are so joined to him that the book of Ephesians declares that we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. How better can this be? Hallelujah. Your life is in Christ. And finally, 1 Corinthians 6, 17 declares that by he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. <laughs> so you are one with him in spirit, we are one with him in flesh. We are one with him in bones. We are one with him in body. So joined together. Therefore, we can be seated together with him and in him. Hallelujah. Beloved, God sent me to come and tell you that your life is in Christ. And Christ is in you. This life that you live is not a natural life. It's a supernatural life. For you are one with the Lord in spirit. You are one with him in body, in flesh, and in bones. And you are seated in him. Begin to thank him. Aleba la bakundo shibe ende kila bakalo koto shite kali 
Alima andos idia akaya. Shila atula bra katola ma asinde. Zina ando sima ando kibre ando kalabra ando shitaya. Apoko to yoshi ili inde kalima andaya. Father, we thank you for this wonderful exposition. That anyone who is in Christ, because we have believed in Christ Jesus, we have been born again, recreated in Christ Jesus with a new life. The old is gone and the new life has come. We are so joined with Christ that we are one with him in spirit. We are members of his body, members of his flesh, members of his bone. We are seated together with him in authority in the heavens. Christ is our life. Christ is our life. Christ is our life. Christ has taken over our life. And beloved, who is Christ? It's not saying that Jesus is your life. Say Christ. <laughs> Christ is the anointed one. <laughs> the anointed one is your life. Your life is full of the power of Christ. Christ has become your life. Your life has been empowered by the living Christ. Empowered, 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 empowered to do what Christ will have done. Now you are the Christ on this earth. Whatever cannot happen to Christ should not happen to you. The Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. We will explore that in the days ahead. As Christ is in the heavens, so are we in this world. You are not a mere unvulnerable being. You are a recreated being after Christ Jesus, according to what we read. And you have been empowered. You have been anointed soaker in the power of the Holy Ghost. And that is your life. You live a life of victory. You live a life of conquest. That's why Paul said we are more than conquerors. This is the new life. The old is gone. The new has come. We operate from the heavenly places, the heavenly realms, where we are seated. To be seated is to be in charge, to be in command, to be in authority, to be in control. What a life. A life in Christ. We are in Christ. Have this consciousness throughout the day. You are in Christ. Your life is in Christ. And Christ is my life. Sickness is not your life. Poverty is not your life. Lack of job, whatever. Difficulties, they are not your life. Christ is your life. Jina and Andaya. Kili Indi Kalaba Asulabra Ando Shitaya Hasiania. You see, as far as this world is concerned, you have died. And your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. Yele under asu under no power can destroy you. If they want you, they need to go to God and dissect him and open him up and grab Jesus and dissect him before they come to me. Say so far, your real life is concerned, it's hidden with Christ and God. And Christ is your life. When Christ, who is your life, appear. You also appear. He's alive. Remember the Bible says we are joined air with him. We are joined air with him. That's why when he appears, we also appear. We are so one with him. 
joined together, one spirit, one bone, one flesh, one body, according to the word of God. Receive this grace, receive this understanding, receive this revelation, and begin to live this powerful life. You are not ordinary. I am not ordinary. Christ is my life. My life is in Christ. And Christ is in me. And my life is with Christ. And I'm seated with him. In him. What a mystery. We thank you Lord Jesus. For this beautiful life. I want you to begin to intercede. Intercede for the nation, for your, for your family. Intercede for the church of God. Intercede for others. Begin to pray. With this kind of life that you have. When you speak, God hears you. <laughs> when you speak, He hears you. Begin to intercede. Father, we pray, O oh God. For our nation Ghana, I pray also for all the nations on the continents of this world, O Lord, that your peace and your prosperity, O Lord, will abide upon this nation. I speak into every continent. I send the word of hope and the word of peace into the continents of the nations. And I pray, O Lord, that your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray for presidents and prime ministers and leaders of nations that they fear of the Lord shall grip their hearts, O God, that they shall rule in righteousness, O Lord, and they shall call the peace and the prosperity of your hand to prevail in this nation. We curse evil and we destroy the agenda of the enemy for the nations of this world. We pray for the church of God across the nations of the world, the universal church of Jesus Christ. Let your church be revived and let your church arise, God, and take over the nations, God, unto Jesus Christ. We pray for the church of Pentecost. The Lord, you continue to strengthen us, strengthen our leadership, our chairman and everybody that we will Continue to prosecute your agenda to possess the nations even unto you. I lift my pastor and his family and tell leadership of my church into your hands that your grace and mercy will abound unto them. Father, I pray for the needy. I pray for the sick that afflicted the God. I pray, oh Lord, that you redeem and you restore. You heal, you deliver, and you provide the God for orphans of God and needy people, even in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for students, oh Lord, that Lord, you bless them, open their understanding of God, and grant them excellence in their performance, in their academic work, God, pray for all children, oh God, that your protection will be double over their life. Father, we send your word of healing to every hospital in Ghana and across the nations of the world. The Lord, let angels of healing, healing, healing angels, oh God, minister healing, oh God, unto the sick. We pray for our mother, Auntie Mercy. Father, we thank you for how wonderfully you are working on her, oh God. It's an amazing how the, her recovery has become very fast. We pray, oh Lord, that Auntie Mercy will walk on her own. Walk on her own without any aid, without any stick, without any crashes, without nothing. My God, let life be restored to the places of paralysis and let every cell come alive with God. This woman is an angel to many people. She cannot be confined to a wheelchair. Never. We counsel and rebuke that affliction. And Father, we thank you 
for restoring her. We bless your name, O Lord, and we worship you, and we give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Beloved, if you are sick, I have been commanded to pray for you by the Lord. I pray for you. I lay my hands upon you in the realm of the spirit, and I touch your soul, touch your body, I touch your spirit, and I command that sickness to leave you now in the mighty name of Jesus. I cast that devil behind that sickness, that spirit of infirmity be cursed in the name of Jesus. I command every cell in your body to come alive, and may you live and live holy again. You are healed, for it is written by his stripes, you are healed. Believe it and begin to do what you could not do, even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Before we close on our devotion, if you are listening to us and you have not received Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, you cannot live in Christ. You are missing a great deal. You are living after the old nature, after the old order. But Christ is here to receive you. Raise up your hands and make this confessional prayer with me. Say, Dear Jesus, I accept I'm a sinner and I renounce and confess all my sins. I pray that you forgive me of all my sins and I receive you as my Lord and personal Savior. Come into my life and reign forever. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. And make me your own. In Jesus' name, I pray. If you have prayed this prayer, the Lord has saved your life. And Christ has come into your life and you are born again. Please find a good Bible-believing church and attend. If a church of Pentecost is close to you, please assess that church. They will also help you. May the Lord bless and establish you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Beloved, Saturday we are meeting on Mount Zion. Don't forget let's share the benediction let's share the benediction and if you have the opportunity don't miss our saturday meetings there's a testimony somebody has set in that i will share with you concerning last saturday's meeting please put your head hand on your head or your chest and receive the benediction i bless you child of god and i declare that may god's face shine upon you and may his grace multiply upon your life as you step up today may the glory of the lord surround you knowing that your life is in christ and knowing that christ is your life may you walk in victory may you walk in this consciousness may you know that you are more than a man you are more than a woman for you are full of the anointing in the spirit of Christ. Walk in this power, in this authority, and may your life become more than a conqueror. I bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.